What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jacobs. We're here with episode number five of the Bucks Leading Radio. Uh, I'm excited. I'm in the cross. I'm on location. I got to sit down with my co-host, Eric Peterson. You know him as EP. Uh, we had a great combo on the moves the Bucks made. We did a little fun segment on our favorite lineups that we could make. Um, it was a lot of fun. I think we had a lot of laughs. We had a lot of great conversations. Um, it's a great episode. I think we're really hitting our stride now. Um, I really hope you keep listening, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hit the music. What's up, guys? We're here with the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Peterson. EP, what's up? How are we doing? Good, dude. It's good to have you in-house for the episode five, Buxley Pod. I know. On location, in the cross. I feel like I'm back in college. I'm liking it. <laughs> I feel like I need to drink a couple more bush lights and go out to the bars on Tuesday night. Because mm-hmm. what else is there to do in college, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> Except uh, procrastinate and do all kinds of other... This college stuff, just playing games and stuff like that. For sure. I feel like we're going to get into a 2K tournament before I end up leaving here. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess moving on to the podcast episode itself. Uh, so I guess big news. Jet's back with the Bucks. He's refueling back up. What do you think? I know you were a big Jet guy, so let's just take your take first and we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Jet guy. I mean, he's he's kind of representing what Jared Dudley and Jared Bayless did two years ago. They provided that veteran leadership and... I know at the end of last week, I think they're like, um, Gary Wolfel of Racing Journal Times was like, yeah, um, the Bucks are going to lose out on Jet because he's meeting with the Timberwolves. And I'm like, well, okay, they've had their time to do it. It looks like he's going to walk. So I don't know. They did it on his 40th birthday, probably set it up for that milestone, big milestone in his life. He's trying to get to 20 years. But um, back to the Bucks, you know, I don't know. It's going to be tough for him to get time, I think, because, but Jason Kidd's rotations are unpredictable. Um, Sterling Brown, how many minutes is he going to get? How many games is he going to get playing with the Bucks or the Herd? You know, like plus DJ, plus DJ. I mean, DJ's not really with Jets like position necessarily. Well, I know, but, like, but if you get like that plus Rashad, true. I yeah, mean, if you want to like, shooting our position itself, I mean, I think right away, I think Jet won't see a whole lot of time just because they're trying to get uh, feel for the new guys, especially Rashad. Because last year he had. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like one game either against the Magic or the Hornets or something where he had 25 points and he was like the guy that changed the game. And they're like, okay, this is what we drafted this guy for to be like shooting guard next to Chris Middleton. And this was kind of before Tony Snell really came into the field as far as hitting 40 plus percent from three. Um, but, you know, this is going to be, he'll probably get time out of way, Rashad will, um, but I think Jet's going to have his stand later on because he's just been in the league. He knows how to get the playoffs. He knows how to win because he's with Jason Kidd when they won the championship um, in Dallas. So I think, yeah, it was good they re-signed him. I didn't like that they took all summer to do it because I know a lot of Bucks fans were not happy that they're standing pat at every opportunity, every free agent. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to add for the? I mean, I think, he just, I think it was weird that it took them forever to announce the Tony Snell signing. Yeah, that was stupid. I that was, was weird like, too. why is that? I mean, 
we had been talking about this. I mean, I have, was lucky enough to meet you know Peter Fagan and have that meet and greet or whatever. He had like expressed yeah. like, yeah, we re-signed him. We just haven't built the public yet. And I was kind of like, okay, I didn't ask why. I was gonna. Yeah. Like, I was a group of like I was in a room full of forty other people. And I was like, I don't <laughs> care. But I mean, it's just weird to me. And he came out and expressly said, we don't want him to be a coach. Hmm. He came out and said that because that's what Jason Terry's apparent end goal is, is to be a coach in the NBA, whether that's a head coach, assistant coach, whatever. He could totally do it, too. I don't know. If... Right. Maybe his fear is too many player coaches, especially with Kevin Garnett working out yeah. with the team all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that, but I also agree with him where I don't want Jason Terry to then come on and be a coach. Right. And then, you know, Jason Kidd is a head coach. It's like, are we just going to get all old players to become be coaches? Right, yeah. At some point, there is, like, a coach mentality that you need to have, right? Right. Yeah, and I think, um, I guess for Jed, I'm thinking, well, he's not going to retire. Someone's bound to sign him if he doesn't, Bucks don't pick him up, because he got, like, especially when I was talking about the Timberwolves, like, they, this is going to be interesting for him. I think they're either going to go, they'll hit 50 wins, or they will just be total, just, a bust. They're not hitting 50 wins. How can you say that the Timberwolves are going to hit 50 wins if the Bucks aren't going to hit 50 wins? I haven't said the Bucks aren't going to hit 50 wins. It was just the West... Especially, yeah, especially coming out of the West. No, but it's that the Timberwolves gave the Warriors the hardest lineup they faced because they have one of the best centers in the game. They can't go small. They can't play... You know, they can't play Kevin Durant at the final all the time because Towns is just going to barrel him over because he's a skinny dude. Like, he's not going to... Towns is going to give them trouble, especially with Taj Gibson, Gorgai Zhang... And this isn't Bucks related, but yeah, I was going to say before we get too off topic, yeah, yeah. arguing Timberwolves. But it was just kind of like we took Brandon Rush away from the Timberwolves, which I thought they were going to sign him. Like that came out of nowhere. We get into that later, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting because the Timberwolves and Bucks, I kind of feel like, are on the same track. Yes, very much so. The Timberwolves are on a slower start, obviously, but I really feel like both of these teams are going to be contenders within the next few years, especially when LeBron gets older. And then on the other side, like some Warriors eventually disband or something like goes to hell. Something eventually disbanded. Just like the Heat disbanded eventually too. Right. And then the Spurs like fell off. I mean, every dynasty ends eventually. Right. But I think that Jason Terry is great signing. I love having that veteran leadership in the locker room on the sideline, the cheerleader, you know. Yeah. It's, that's the best part as a fan, going to the games and seeing yes. him get hyped even if they're down 10. Hit a big three into a timeout and he's just like jumping up on uh, the desk and... The wave of the towel, getting everybody pumped. Right, yeah, it's just intangible stuff that is, I think they really screwed up on two years ago when they let Bayless go, they let Dudley go, and now they're sitting here with O.J. Mayo, who was their veteran leader, and then he's getting ejected in the first two minutes of games and stuff like that. I guess we can get into that later. True. Uh, But, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I guess ending talk on that, we're happy he's back. I think everybody in Wisconsin's happy he's back. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a single person that's been against it. No. I mean, I think he he just brings so much. Um, but you alluded to it, Brandon Rush. Big signing, kind of. I don't know. I mean, how much playing time is he really going to get? Yeah. You know, is he just a kind of a backup to a backup? What is he going to do? I don't know. What do you think? It's tough. Um, he's obviously a role player. The uh, thing is, it's a training camp deal, so there's no... He doesn't have a roster spot yet, but I think he will. The thing is, they have 14 guaranteed contracts, and which means only one of the guys is going to be on the roster. Everybody else is D League, G League, or um, just cut. Yeah. So I think that he should make the team no problem just because he's 
32, and he's played with the Warriors for four seasons, I believe. And did he win a ring with the Warriors? He did, yes. Okay. 2015 season. Uh, he was part of that bench that disappeared to get Kevin Durant. So mm, okay. he was among like six guys that left for other teams in the West. Not sure why. It's kind of odd to me, but yeah. Um, so he's the kind of guy that's going to be similar to Jed, I think. He... He doesn't average a whole lot of points. I think it was 4.2 points last year for the Timberwolves. He started maybe 20, 25 games. Um, but, yeah, he's your backup guy that he hit 41% in threes last year. He didn't take too many, but if you're a guy that can come in and knock down a couple shots to give the other guys a break, like Snell and Middleton, um, I think that that's what you kind of need. You need that depth, and I think that he might. this might be the end for Gary Payton the second or yep. James Young, who they picked up for training camp, at least for – roster space they could easily go to the herd but um yeah see they, that's where this whole herd thing really kind of comes into play it's like right with gary payton you know with stuff like that i mean i don't know how this all works contract wise mm-hmm. can you just like almost in it like mlb wise and just like push them down like all right well we don't have spots for you here so yeah. the contract's good to go down there because it's not a two-way deal right Right. the two ways well the other guy that uh was a jalen moore i think yeah he had the second two-way deal and he just decided that he needed to do something like focus on his personal life or something. Something that weird. Got, yeah, you got rid of it. You got out of it. But yeah, so I don't know. I think I remember seeing a video with John Horse explaining what that was because it's new this year. Two way deal is you have the flexibility to like you don't have to purchase a contract like you do in mm-hmm. Bay. You can just go from team to team from between the herd and the Bucks for a certain amount of games. I think it's 40, I'm pretty sure it's forty five games. Yeah. Um, and then I have to double check on that, but it's forty five games. You can just go back and forth and not have to worry about contract issues or purchasing or whatever um but yeah because bronson caning's got that other one i really don't know how much time he's going to spend with the bucks because they're just they have plenty of depth i think at this point especially with rush um because caning is not your distributor point guard he's your shooting threes point guard and we already have plenty of those he's like your third rotation lineup point at least, guard. Yeah. yeah at minimum yeah I mean, I think it's good signing, though. I think it shows initiative towards the Bucks. I think it shows self-awareness as a Bucks organization to say, hey, what do we really need? Mm-hmm. What's available? Let's see how this goes in training camp. And I imagine, like you said, that yeah. he'll get signed on. I didn't know much about it going in. There was no rumors coming into this. Oh, it just signing. came out of nowhere. It yeah. literally popped out of nowhere. Um, so, I mean, that's that. I don't, know, I don't really have much else to say on that. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I feel like they could have done it a month ago instead of dragging ass about it, but... Well, we could argue that about the whole organization this entire <laughs> summer, dragging their ass on everything, yeah, dragging their ass on the GM deal, dragging their ass on Tony Snell, yep. Jason Terry. I, I mean, Brandon Rush could have been like, maybe that was just like a last-minute phone call. It's like, hey, we want to come play? Yeah. <laughs> what's yeah, up? Yeah, like, no, nobody signed you yet. Like, yeah. yeah. Just should, on the low a, list and just said, hey, what's up? Here's a jersey, come play. But <laughs> Right. Um... No, yeah, it was a good signing, but it should be interesting to see what they do because I've seen crazier stuff happen in other, like, in like in the NFL where they like, oh, we got this veteran guy, and then next day they cut him. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But training camp goes, starts next Tuesday, and then preseason starts uh, for the Bucks weeks. in two weeks from yeah, today. Two weeks yeah, from now, yeah. Second, so. For sure. It's coming up quick, definitely. It's on my calendar. I love it. I have <laughs> Bucks calendar synced to my Google calendar, and it's awesome. I love that. It's um, been a long summer. It's, dude, you're telling me, especially with the Bucks. But um, other news, not on totally Bucks related. I mean, Bogut to the Lakers, X Buck. I mean, everybody's pretty much an X Buck at this point. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> what I mean, so this came. I guess not, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, 
they have Brooke Lopez. They probably just needed a backup. I don't really. Yeah. Is it a long term deal? Could you say that it was? It was a one year veteran minimum. Is what it I was. Think I is saw, what yeah. the deal was. Because um, the market for centers is so dry. Like when they were linking Bogut to the Bucks, I'm thinking like, you've got to be kidding me. We just stretched Hawes' contract. He's not going to have any time with his injury woes. It's just it, it just doesn't work. Like it's why are people saying stuff like this? I just I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know if you. I couldn't tell you that because I yeah. yeah I'm bad radio. I'm shaking my head right now while yeah. he's talking. I I just don't get it. I saw that too, and I was like, that's stupid. That's literally clickbait. Oh yeah, that's literally you writing something to say, oh Andrew Bogut played for the Bucks like four years ago, and he wants right. to come back. I don't even know how many years it was. I'm just making that and pulling that number out of a hat. But it's like yeah, he was in the Warriors trade for yeah Montellus, Montellus yeah. which was a shitty trade in its own yeah. way, in its own right. Yep. But I mean, I mean, this just goes into a deeper rabbit hole of like, how many Bucks rumors did we see this summer between Kyrie, anything oh God, revolving yeah. Monroe or Henson? I mean, anything. It was like we knew that we wanted, like, as a, as a fandom, we knew we wanted to get rid of Henson and we wanted to get rid of dump those contracts off. It's not that easy, yeah. We literally just went to ESPN Trade Machine and was like, okay, what works? Oh, Kristaps Porzingis, yeah, let's do that. But of course, it's <laughs> never going to happen in real life. No. I'm just sick of it. I, maybe it was just that long of an off season. It, yeah, I mean, it was. You there know? was just so many things where any any rumor, especially when they hadn't signed anybody new, people are just going to drive that to the ground, like. Like, yeah, we need to do this. People are just freaking out left and right. It's like relax, people. Like, you just gotta be patient. Sometimes I know it's frustrating, but sometimes certain players don't fit in your organization. And Kyrie was not somebody that was gonna fit, especially at the cost that it would have been. Yeah, I mean, I think that bringing it back to this last episode, I mean, Paul really hit it on the head where it's like it could have set us back a lot more. Giving getting rid of Malcolm Brown and getting rid of Kane, yeah, and like that, that our core is like you could have set us back a lot because he was coming off. He would have had a two year deal with us, and right. two years from now he probably would have just been like deuces. I'm gonna go make more money somewhere else. Exactly. And I guess you know on this like future talking, which I'm just bringing this on Eric right now, but Barry <laughs> wants a max deal. That's a rumor rolling around. Yeah, see, I, I think it's ludicrous. I think that yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't see how you deserve or Jamari deserves a max deal. This is like the Nerlens Noel thing with Dallas. Yeah, I want a max deal, and then he comes and here's four million. Mark Cuban just kind of laughed and laughed at him um, and said, "No, <laughs> here's your four million. Try again." Like yeah, like Jabari is from what we've seen is great, but you can't. Is he even great though? You can't put a price on somebody that's injured. So often as he is now, if you give him the Steph Curry treatment, where I can't remember the details of that, but when he had his knee injuries back in 2012 or whenever that was, yep. and he, they're like, okay, we need to keep you healthy. We're going to keep you with us on a shorter, smaller contract. Mm-hmm. And you got to prove to us that you're worth what you are getting now. So he's done that. And I think it's a, it's a whole process. You can't expect that he's going to be back. I really, I probably hit this in other podcasts before, but he, I don't think he should play this season at all because he, the Bucks are deep enough right now where if you get him training, kind of like the Joel Embiid thing, they didn't rush him back and he played well for when he, um, what was it, the thirty games or whatever. Yeah. I think they was in the running for rookie of the year. No, don't don't get me started on that. But I mean, <laughs> but he was in the conversation regardless oh. of your belief of the whole yeah. thing. I mean, he was still in the conversation. Right, I mean, it was still there. I think I agree with you. I don't think. I mean, we can talk about Jabari for days, but yeah. I mean, I don't think he should be 
it, it just it ruins the whole mojo of the team, especially because he won't be back until after the All Star break. At which least, is, yeah, yeah, which would yeah. be then into that playoff push, which then like I don't even know if you wanted like if say they're they're rolling, say they're top two, top three, and then you throw this guy back in the fold that's been out for a year. Like, expecting does, to play does that, 35 yeah, minutes Does game. that make it better or worse? Because if they're gelling, why try to fix something that's not broken? You know, like, it's just... I just don't know if he really should play at all this season. Because I know he wants to, obviously. But this is a second ACL tear. I think if you do something at the same severity or worse, mm-hmm. we're talking the end of his career, potentially. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how many more times he can take. Like I know he's very optimistic, but how many more times till you break? Till you say, "I'm sick of this rehab. I'm sick of not playing. I'd rather just not have to do any of this just rehab crap at all." You know, yeah. like, I don't know. It's tough for me, but I mean, they say that tearing the same ACL twice is better than tearing two different ACLs because yeah, apparently it grows back stronger. And I mean, I don't know, but I've also talked to people who I know who personally have torn their ACLs, and they say that. And this was actually in a conversation about Jordy Nelson. And they said that, you know, your first year back or, like, your first season back, it's never 100% like you are. It's always the season after. It's, like, when you feel right. like you're actually at 100%. Mm-hmm. So I could see them bringing him back after the All-Star break or whenever he's ready to come back as, like, a second rotation. Like, bring him in. With, keep him on a minutes restriction. Yeah, keep him yeah. on a minutes restriction. Keep him in. Don't put him and Giannis on the floor at the same time because that's just yeah. straight fan service, if anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that then they can develop him, get him back in rotation, and then we go into next season assuming him in the starting lineup or back right. in full rotation. But that's enough Jabari talk because I don't yeah. really <laughs> want to talk about him anymore. There's something I just thought of, which I saw in an interview, I think, with ESPN Milwaukee earlier today. And yeah. It was with Greg Monroe saying that he wants the sixth man award. He's trying to take the sixth man award away from guards. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I didn't see that, but I love that. I just saw a glance at it today. I didn't get to see the whole interview, but that was a quote from it. And he, this is interesting. I really think he is a good six man. I don't think he can take it away from Eric Gordon because if Eric Gordon's shooting 40 plus percent off the bench for a Western Conference contender, I really don't think you can outdo that unless Greg Monroe starts pulling up from half court all of a sudden hitting threes all of a sudden. Like that, I would love seeing that. Like, I mean, I don't know. If he played like he did in that Raptors series where he was the X Factor and he yeah. was part of the reason why we won if he did that for, for a full season, I could I could see him being in the talking at least. I, yeah. saying, I mean, hey, Charles Woodson, you know, won the high right. So you never know as yeah. a defensive player. You never know. I mean, big mans can do it. But, yeah. I mean, I love that he is... He's buying into the mentality, though. Yeah. That's just that comment right there means he's buying into Jason Kidd. He's buying in coming off the bench. Yeah. He's not the entitled center that he was when he first came here, the way at least I looked at him. Yeah, and I think with centers kind of going obsolete, especially with, you know, it took him all summer to sign Noel and Mason Plumley that mm-hmm. just got uh, his contract, I think, a couple of days ago. Yep. And, you know, Bogut just said, it's like we're close to training camp, and all these guys who really should have been on rosters months ago are just getting it now, and I feel like next year, Moose might be in, like, he's, there's no way he's going to make, what is he, 18 million? 17 and a half. 17 and a half, yeah. He's not going to get close to that, like Hawes. Where's Hawes going to end up? Hawes is kind of your, I really didn't understand that, I guess. Okay, yeah, I mean, I love Spencer Hawes. If you're going to tell me that you wouldn't take Spencer Hawes over John Henson, 
I mean, I don't know how you can't. I would take Hawes over Henson. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. With the roster that we have, like, there was definitely other people that I, w- I would let go. Well, you before. can't really stretch Henson's contract. Stretch it. it's yeah, just, yeah, it's it was too a big. I get it, and I think this was to, like, let, make room for Jason Terry, yeah. for Brandon Rush, and kind of these random pickups, and avoid the luxury tax. Yeah, it was unfortunate to see that happen, because that's something they had to do. And he really, you know, he... Especially with today's game, Warriors just chucking up three, the Rockets chucking up threes. He fits that, and he's your like he was playing. I think when he was with the Clippers, he would play the four with DeAndre Jordan, and so you got two guys that are seven, seven footers out there, and you have a rim protector as long as with a shooter. One good that for the floor, one that sat down low and couldn't shoot free throws. Yeah, so <laughs> two different guys, but like it's the, they played well at each other. Yeah, you know? I, they, I think they played well, and he's got that playoff experience. Where he really deserves a home, we're not really sure where at this point because we're a week away from training camp. He'll probably be like a mid-season, like well, we yeah. need a center. He'll probably I'll disappear out of nowhere, or yeah. sign overseas or something. So, yeah. but as we kind of round out our random bucks talk in this very dry off season, yeah. um, <laughs> I thought it'd be kind of fun for for me and Eric to pick our favorite bucks lineups, and I made the stipulation of it cannot be anybody on the current roster. So you can't just pick Giannis and Javari because they're your favorites. So, I will start, and I will explain each one, and for those of you listening, you're going to laugh at all of my picks, but that's <laughs> I'm fine. I'm going to laugh, too. Uh, that's pretty, I hope so, because <laughs> they're very out there. We'll go point guard down, so it's just starting five. I do have a few honorable mentions. Okay. But okay, so point guard, Benno Udra, who played for the Bucks in 2011 through 2013. Benno Udra, yeah. Okay. Wow. Loved him in NBA 2K12. I <laughs> ran people with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why oh, he's man. my like favorite point guard because I could just take him, take him down low, get a good mid range out of him. He dished it well in the game. I mean, yeah, these were not none of my picks were in great Bucks seasons, but like loved his loved his tenacity on the floor. Shooting guard OJ Mayo, okay. who played 2013 2016. Obviously, it's become a that he said he wants to come back. But here's why I picked him. He played on a team, and this was in 2013 when he played with Jared Bayless and Jared Dudley. Mm-hmm. First of all. He was part of my favorite morning show, Jared's and Juice, in the morning. Because <laughs> okay. that was hilarious. But he was also that, like, veteran at the time, and he had that, like, I don't want to say ghetto, but he just had, like, that tenacity to, like, fight for it. And then that Chicago Bulls series is, like, when oh, you yeah. really saw it, and I loved it, because he stood yeah. up for his team. Regardless of how you think of him personally, he really stood up and believed in his team. And that's why I like him a lot. I mean, he didn't play well for us, but I think he had the potential to play for us. But that's OJ. So, real quick. Yep. Um, I know it was this a week or two ago. I can't remember when this was, but he had released a statement saying he wanted to return. Yes, to the he Bucks would come back for a bet minimum when he's reinstated. Obviously, yes. Do you think? I think if Terry retires, um, I think they, would he just slide right in there? Do you think? Because I feel like I couldn't see him going anywhere else if they let him back in. I mean, I I would like it. Obviously, I would I like just, it too. I mean, I think a lot of people would. I think that he didn't have that many haters coming. I think he just. I think we were just disappointed in his play. He even came out and said that he yeah. said he didn't bring his best game and he wants to. I think the S, is that the SI interview? Yeah, like I think that, it yeah. was. I mean, this could all just be BS for him to just get on a team. But I think that he he bought in when he was here. Right, he fought for his team, and I think that that's why that would be a good addition. I think it was a little especially that one game. Just oh, they were. Two minutes in, he gets ejected. I'm sitting there like, you're this veteran here. What are you doing? I don't care. what. It's the first two minutes of the game. Like, there's a foul call, and you're just, you're just throwing a fit about it. Wasn't it's that like, the same game that Giannis tackled Mike Dunleavy Jr.? No, this was this was when they had the New Jerseys. Oh, okay. This was the last season he played. Oh, okay. Was, 
Yeah, he gets ejected, and I was just like, dude, like, what the hell? Like, you're... I'll just go on about that later, but... <laughs> it was so confusing to me, because I'm sitting there, like, I get it if it's third quarter, fourth quarter, and you've been just getting hacked all game, and you're not getting calls. This is the first two minutes. Right. Wait for the make This is a long game, like... You're supposed to lead this team, and you're out here just... All right. Enough of that. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to my starting small forward. Carlos Del Torino. Oh. All right. He played from 2009 to 2012 and came back in 2013 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked him again because of 2K. Loved his three-point shooting. <laughs> 2K, um, 2K. I loved his tenacity. I think that he was a fairly good knockdown three-shooter for us at the time. I mean, I think he shot close to 40% from the three. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I liked yeah. him. I just love, I don't know. I just, and I just love that he had the nickname Carlos Del Torino. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, <laughs> that was, was why he's my pick. That was one of Ted Davis's trademarks. I don't know yeah. if you ever listened to him on the radio. He'd always get really hyped when he would hit a three. Carlos Del Torino. It's, it's just like, let's go. Yeah. Let's get the hockey, let's get the hockey mentions out there, the announcements. Yeah, yeah I love what, it. Whatever happened then? He's playing overseas. in yeah overseas now. I think that's where he ended up. I don't think he wanted. He, did he go anywhere else in the NBA after the Bucks? Or I don't. He's, I think he thinks maybe Houston. Maybe I don't know. Okay, yeah, he had, something I think like he that. Went somewhere briefly. No, I think he, he did never, go to Houston after. He's never had long. the impact that he had with the Bucks. Because our team was so shitty at the time. Yeah, or excuse that me, too. so bad. Yeah. Um, power forward Ersan Ilyasova, Turkish thunder oh, baby. Wow. All right, he. And this has been shown. I think you saw us on Twitter. He was 11,000 votes behind Dwight Howard in the All-Star voting this past year. Really? Yes. I don't... I, don't, I think it's that. that I, I know, yeah. yeah. Anybody, anybody listening and even Eric after this, he can... I'm going to have to go check, check this because I don't... <laughs> fact check me on it. But yes, Ersan Ilyasova. I think you're thinking Zaza. No. Ersan okay. Ilyasova. All right, well. Okay. We'll, we'll see. And this all came... This only got brought up because of Dwight Howard's thought of retirement. So, really? yes, because he's pondering retirement. But, so I picked him also because of all of his wannabe charge attempts back in the day. He's still doing it. I love it. And then, rounding us out at center, the mid-range man himself, Drew Gooden. Because Drew Gooden. he's actually a solid player for us at the time. He played from 2010 to 2015. Mm-hmm. He was there for a while. Yeah. I, I agree with that. He, he, I liked him. He contributed a lot. He was a good stand-up guy. I mean, he didn't really have any off the court issues no. and I mean he really contributed when he came in off the bench and yeah I mean those are my starting five favorite I mean my honorable mentions would be Jared Dudley and Jared Bayless okay. I did really enjoy them I think they brought a lot to the team but let's hear what Eric's got for us those guys made my starting five Love solely it. based Thank on you. the veteran leadership and just stuff that I really was upset to see them go because Bayless is with Emus all last season pretty much with, yeah. I think it was a wrist injury, I'm not exactly Something sure. Something like that. But yeah, he, the Sixers, people forget that he's on the Sixers, the team that is the huge question mark every year. So he's the Just type, the process, man. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but I, will, I will see about that when it actually happens. But he's the type of guy that is going to be very valuable for them. And a lot of people forget that he's there because he's been injured. Like, you haven't seen him play since, really, when he was with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So people probably like, oh... That aren't like super NBA, hardcore NBA fans of like, oh yeah, uh, he played for the Bucks. He's probably overseas now, but no, he's with the Sixers that could be a playoff team if they stay healthy, obviously. For sure. And if he comes back in, he could really contribute. But what no. else we got? Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Knight as the two guard because I don't Ooh. think he's a true point guard. Okay. So yeah, actually, I didn't he, even think about him. Yeah, Brandon okay. Knight, I was sad to see that trade because they were. At that point at the All Star break, they had won eight out of nine or something like that, something crazy. I'm like, okay. 
it's the all-star break. John Hammond, don't do anything stupid and just blow everything up. And that's what he did. He screwed it up. Um, they struggled the rest of the season there. Um, they were well under 500 after the all-star break, and they barely squeezed in with the playoffs. And Michael Carter-Williams was overhyped. It was just such a bad trade. As soon as I saw it, I was this is when I was in high school, and I'm seeing this trade at 2 p.m. I'm just like, ugh. But it was a money trade. I mean, I suppose, but they were playing so well at that point where you have no idea where it could go from there. Because he was averaging 18, 19 points a game, about give or take. I think that he didn't get to 20, but it was like 17 to 19, something like that. Yeah. And he he hasn't played well since because Phoenix has been the worst part of his career just based on you got Bledsoe that's playing the one. You got Tyler Eulis that took his time pretty much. Now you got Devin Booker. It's like, DB man. Yeah, and you got all these young guys who are gonna that like especially end of last season. Like there was no injury with Brandon Knight. Like there's one time where I think a reporter I remember reading this and they're like they're like Brandon Knight was asked to suit up tonight and he's like I don't feel like it and I'm just like what Yeah, wow. like you must really hate this organization. I I mean they're bad so I don't blame them. But that's fair. He's, he's a bit Jared Dudley now. I figured that, you know, the teammates would have something to bounce off each other, but... Um, he just got overshadowed, really. Yeah. I, I think he... It was really sad to see him go, which is why I liked him so much, because at that point, they struggled, so... All right, the third... I'm going to go Michael Red at the three. Okay. I thought um, about it, but I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I thought he really held down the team for a while. Yeah, just because he was with them for so long. I know his injuries kind of downplayed what he did. I know they didn't weren't really successful, but he he's gonna be your Bucks legend from the two thousands and that's some For sure. Last All Stars. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Giannis, so right. that, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's he's really the last guy that's stood out for the Bucks outside of Giannis and Jabari. So yeah, I don't have much okay. else to say about that. that. I'm gonna actually go with so Jared Dudley was the four. Okay. Um and then I'm gonna actually go Larry Sanders at the five. Okay. I don't I know. I'm that's not surprising me. I love yeah. Larry Sanders. I loved him before he right. disappeared. I think I remember watching, um, it was Jabari's rookie season, and he he was always, like, very passionate about playing, especially with Jabari. And as soon, I, I've got this conspiracy, as soon as Jabari went down with the AC, his first ACL injury, okay. this is when Larry Sanders disappeared. I think I think those two had a connection. This is This could be totally wrong, but I think those two had some type of connection where he was just sitting there like, wow, like, this is... This is it, you know. Like this, uh, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there was that whole drug issue that he brought up, and it was just so kind of out in the open where you don't really know what exactly happened. And the bar fight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> and, the, and the video of him smashing a bottle of champagne. Yeah, there was just a lot of things where you never know if his season went, if the season went better, what could have happened because they were they were playing well the same season with Brandon Knight trade yeah. and. Um, well, this the trade happened after he went AWOL, but it was just kind of odd, and I really wish that he would have come back to the Bucks instead of going like ring hopping for a contender, like with yeah. Cavs this past but would season. we have really would we have accepted him back? Now it's like as a as a fandom, as a as an organization. I mean, it's, it's kind of because he kind of threw us under the bus when we're making us pay him. Like we're still oh that him. that's true. That's wow, true. Contract, that is, like that's the one thing I don't like, and I think that. You should be able to find your way around this. If you're not going to hold up your end of the contract, you don't get paid. But you're getting, guaranteed money, man. I you realize that, but as an organization, you have to pay. I know. There's there should be something that says if you disappear, we're not paying you 
20 million that you're owed that's just ridiculous it's like you go in the real world this doesn't happen like it does you only get so much vacation time in the real world you can't just be like yeah keep paying me keep paying me it's like but i don't know i before this all happened i really liked larry sanders i don't like him too much anymore but i think i have to consider him as the center because i don't i've never liked zaza you never liked zaza i never liked zaza especially not especially zaza now i don't like zaza at all but he was on the same thing for us he was on our team He and then you would have been like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> no, I just remember once because he's trying. He's doing this John Henson mid range crap, and he's he was never good at it. And he just kept shooting, kept shooting, and he would just. Uh, I could just go on for days, but yeah, he he just never resonated with me. So that's just how it is, and I don't like him now at all because he's given all this backlash for this. Like he's trying to injure people, which could yeah, go either way. I think player, it's excessive, yeah. which he is, and he's he's just he's. On the list of big European centers that can't stay on their feet. <laughs> and this is something that I just hate as a basketball player because he doesn't spread the floor. <clears throat> he's no. lucky, especially with the Warriors, he's lucky to play more than 15 minutes a game just because that's going so quick in the playoffs. I don't know if you remember watching that, but he, mm-hmm. Zaza was just screwing them up like big time. True. And I think that, well, I mean, we hit it on it earlier, there's this yeah. position, this basketball that we're going to, of like, in yeah. the whole NBA. Mm-hmm. And so centers are losing their value real quickly. Right. Thankfully, Greg Monroe actually technically isn't a center. I would consider him a power forward. Yeah. He never really was a true center. That's why he played so well off Andre Drummond, because Andre Drummond is a true center. Right. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, those are our favorite Bucks lineups. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I thought about Drew Gooden for that last one. I was considering it. But plus, um, he's Aaron Rodgers' like, favorite player, so I mean... Sure. Got, they got that connection. They do. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, it's you know this kind of we're running out here. Episode five. Um, off season's been slow. Rumors have been flying. We've uh, done pretty good so far. I mean, we're coming to this regular season as a, as the Bucks leading radio. We will be doing weekly podcasts during the regular season. Um, hoping we'll get them recorded every Sunday. Recap the previous week. Release them every Monday morning for your drive to work. Um, otherwise, I think we'll kind of be doing an ad hoc. We'll probably try and do them more frequently with training camp coming up in the preseason. But preseason is exactly how it is in preseason football. Nobody gives a shit. And <laughs> it doesn't necessarily really matter. Um, right. But anyway, any final thoughts for him? What do you want to leave him with? Um, I don't know. I guess we're just going to be doing a lot of fan polls and just trying to bring in stuff that you guys want to hear. Um, just any fan questions and stuff that we can answer for you. So Yeah. I just, we'll get those going. Yeah. The little mailbag, little mailbox action, and give us. We got a new account on Twitter. Um, it's at bucks underscore radio. At bucks underscore radio. Yeah, we're officially a true <laughs> Twitter account. Um, we will be getting on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud right now, but we'll be there. And then iTunes, and I'll look into some other options. But I think those are the two biggest ones. So keep an eye out for us there. Um, bucks lead. Bucks leading radio. Um, getting some merch out soon. Pretty pumped about that. All right. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, otherwise, just keep it out for us at Bucks Games. You know, buy some beer if you see us, please. I'm <laughs> uh, always up for that. Uh, otherwise, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, appreciate we appreciate it. any feedback, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Feedback's always good. See if our sound quality's coming in okay. Yeah, this new mic, we just got it working. It's working out pretty well. Um, but otherwise, thanks again for listening. Please let us know what you think. Follow us at Bucks Radio, um, at Eric underscore Peterson 20. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at Jakubitz, at J-A-K-U-B-I-C-Z, or just search Jakubs. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Have a great week.
once again, I want to say thank you for listening. I do really appreciate it. Um, follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Shoot us a like. Give us some feedback. Follow us on Twitter at Bucks underscore radio. Follow me or Eric on Twitter. Um, you know, we put out some great stuff. You know, DM us any suggestions or any questions. Um, like we said, during the regular season, weekly podcasts for sure, and any ad hoc interviews that we are lucky to get. Um, again, we really appreciate you guys listening. Wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have anything without you guys, and we really do appreciate it. So thanks again. I hope you guys have a wonderful day whenever you're listening to this, and just have a good one. Peace.